Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. In 2021, Apple Podcasts will take into account ratings, reviews, subscribers, and the content of every single podcast. So guys, if you like this podcast and other small podcasts, the best thing you can do for us is to at least rate each podcast and give us five stars. All you do is go to the show page, scroll down until you see five white stars outlined in purple, and click on five stars. It will say submitted, and that's it. And if you're in the page where you're listening, you're going to see three purple dots. You click on that, and it'll say go to show, and that's where you go to find all the ratings. If you want great karma, add a review and subscribe while you're there. This is really going to help us smaller podcasters in the coming year. So thank you so much. I'm happy to report that this podcast now has over 500 downloads. Yay! And the Free Spirit Podcast brand has over 2,300 downloads. I started from nothing without any following or social media following. So thank you so much again. Follow me at Two Inches Off the Ground and check out Free Spirit Podcasts, that's with an S, .com, where I have digital products and services, including my metaphysical TV guide. Okay, I have come off a week. <laughs> Last week wasn't so fun. I had a flare-up in my health and inflammation issue, which we all know. And on top of that, anxiety and a bit of depression started to creep in. I know when that happens, I need to really take some time and reevaluate because the path I'm on needs to be adjusted. Here's what happened. I think everyone knows I'm eating the cleanest diet one can possibly eat, seriously. Beet juice, green juices, a lot of added vegetables, etc., etc. Now I notice that when I eat something, my nose and eyes water. And it can be the healthiest, most organic vegetable that I just bought from a farm stand. In fact, this weekend, I went to a farm stand. I know it well. I know they have good vegetables and they have takeout food. I ordered a salad and I took a bite and my nose and my eyes start watering. Okay. So then I notice my nose and my eyes are watering when I apply the tape at night I use on my mouth for nose breathing. So there's a craze and I'm starting to do it too, where you can tape your mouth at night so you breathe through your nose and your mouth isn't hanging wide open. And I actually really like it, but please consult a doctor before you do this. There are a lot of health conditions where you should not be doing this. Don't just say, oh, that sounds good and do it. Research it, consult your doctor. Anyway, so I put the tape on my mouth and guess what? My nose and my eyes start watering 
And now I'm noticing even drinking a glass of water, guess what? My nose and my eyes are watering. Now it's not a lot, it's just when I start to eat or drink and then it stops, but it's happening all the time now. So then what do I do? I go down the internet rabbit hole where we've all been and um, I discover that in certain cases, when a person cleans up their diet, this nose, eyes watering happens and no one knows why. Awesome. Now, I know most of you are thinking that it's allergic rhinitis, which means, uh, which would mean that I'm now allergic to water, which is impossible because I've been drinking it the entire time. So I don't think so. <laughs> um, there's also something called gustatory rhinitis where the sensory nerves in the face are triggered. And it's not an allergic reaction. They're triggered for no reason at all. No one knows why. Another idea is it could be all the wood we burn in this house. We have two wood burning stoves and they burn almost 24 hours a day. So who knows? It could be that too. It could be a lot of things. But what I realized is I'm so focused on every aspect of my diet, every reaction to food, everything that I'm, I'm becoming obsessed and I'm waking up every morning just hoping it's a good day for my gut and gut G-U-T is in my stomach. Hoping that the inflammation has gone away, hoping I have a really good day with my lymphatic system. You know, that's what I've been doing every morning, hoping this is the day, here it is, I'm gonna be cured. So what did I start to realize? Well, one, that my mindset kinda sucks, you know? <laughs> I mean. I sit here and I disseminate this information to you every week, and yet I haven't really addressed the mindset issue in all of this. I mean, I've, I've definitely gone on and done, you know, Ayurveda episodes. I have two. I have another one coming, and that's great, but I believe what's holding me back is mindset. I intuitively... I really feel it, you guys. I, I feel this is the thing that's holding me back. Whether I want to admit it or not, I'm living in fear on a daily basis. If I wake up and I say, hey, you know, I hope today is a good day. I, 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 let's cross our fingers, cross our toes. That's not really positive. That's not healing. And the decisions I make throughout the day if I'm making them based on fear, especially with food, that's not healing. You know, I'm just contributing to that mindset. But it's more than just saying mantras. I've done that, right? You know, pretending to feel great. It's about doing the dirty work that I have to do. What does that mean? What do I mean dirty work? You know, I have to really dig deep. So let's talk about this. There's a documentary on Amazon Prime that I'm sure a lot of you have seen. I'm sure of it. It's called Heal, H-E-A-L. It came out in 2017. It will be in the show notes. And it's about healing oneself mostly with mindset, healing with the mind. And how people who've had serious cases of cancer and other diseases, syndromes, and conditions have healed themselves. When these people were studied, researchers found that if these quote-unquote 
ill people did the following nine things, they could heal their body. Here are the nine elements. Number one, radically change your diet. That's a check mark for me. Number two, taking control of your health. Number three, follow your intuition. Number four, using herbs and supplements. Number five, releasing suppressed emotions. Number six, increasing positive emotions. Number seven, embracing social support. Number eight, deepening your spiritual connection. And number nine, have a strong reason for living. By the way, I just saw this in the movie trailer. I did not watch the movie at this point or the documentary. I hadn't watched the whole documentary yet, just the trailer. But looking at this list, suppressed emotions stuck with me. I read this list and I said, bingo, there's something about that. All right, so fast forward to Saturday morning. I'm trying to listen to the Abraham Hicks podcast. I've talked about it before. There are two episodes on that podcast that have the rampages and their morning rampages. And a rampage is a frenzy of emotions that raises your vibration. So I do this every once in a while. And I have no problem, never had a problem playing that podcast. And Saturday morning, I could not get that podcast to play. I tried it every which way. In fact, I went onto my podcast to make sure there was nothing wrong with Apple Podcasts and there was nothing wrong. Source was not letting me do it. Remember last episode, the spiritual bypassing? I can tell you right now, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to just say, okay, you know, let's uh, raise my vibration and spiritually bypass. And (laughs) what a good teacher I am, right? (laughs) What a good example I am. I tried to do exactly what I said not to do and old, uh, old habits die hard. Anyway, source said, nope, you're not getting around that. Source guided me to find a podcast episode on suppressed emotions, and that's what I did, and I listened to it twice, and I found it really easily, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal, but trust me, I am obsessed with podcasts. I don't, I rarely listen to music. All I do is listen to podcasts. So to find a good episode on a specific subject, it's harder than you think. Sometimes you have to really dig through. The episode is called Releasing Suppressed Emotions on Kaylin's Coffee Talk. That's the podcast. Some of you may know it. I'm going to put it in the show notes because she does such a great job of going through the steps of releasing suppressed emotions. Kaylin, the podcast host, talks about the emotion in the body as an experience. It's not you. It's just your experience. We have to release the experience if it's negative, right? We're talking about, oh my God, sorry. (laughs) So this snow is falling off my roof because it's melting and it is this huge, (laughs) it's this huge amount of snow that just scared the crap out of me and scared the crap out of my dog. Sorry, Tia. So she came to be with me on the couch. Okay. All right, let's get back to it. Here we go. Um, Okay, so we have to release the experience. How funny that I just said that and 
<laughs> this whole pile of snow just released onto my deck. Okay. Anyway, so if these experiences and emotions are negative, we need to release them, the negative emotions in the body in order to heal, right? That's pretty obvious. Kaylin discusses how we, number one, must acknowledge the emotion. Number two, deal with the emotion right then and there. I like how she keeps referring to it as numbing it down. That's perfect. So no numbing it down, skating over it. You have to deal with it right then and there. Number three, release the emotion either through a meditative practice, a creative practice, such as painting, journaling, etc., or a physical activity like shaking it all out. I want to say about journaling, I know some people who have had incredible success with journaling. And I think because I'm a writer, I find that journaling isn't very helpful for me in this way. So I keep to other activities and I have a really good one. If, if you're a writer too, and this just, the journaling isn't, you know, doing it for you, but I'll speak about that in a second. Number four, forgiving others and yourself, giving that small child, you know, that small little Jennifer or a person you were a week ago, forgiveness and love. And when this started coming up for me, you know what, that was something that was apparent. It wasn't all, you know, Jennifer as the little girl. It was, I was thinking about a memory or an emotion I had stuck that happened a year ago as a 42 year old woman. But what I love that Kaylin says is a lot of times these emotions occur as a child on the onset of childhood, right? When we start to create memories and emotions and traumas happen to us. And then that filters out into adulthood. As, again, we all know this, but you may go back to an emotion that happened five years ago at the workplace, but really that started way back in childhood when you were five years old. So she gives some really sage advice of, if you can tackle that emotion at the start when you were, for example, five years old, then you probably don't have to go through every single workplace, workplace A, B, C, Z. You know, you don't have to go down the list. You can tackle it at the source. So I thought that was a good idea. For those of you that journaling is just not your jam, which I have to say it's not my jam. If anyone remembers, I worked with an amazing metaphysical coach named Schnee. And she gave me an idea. Well, what happened was on our first meeting, Schnee said to me, there's a memory in childhood. Source is telling me about it. It's, it's with a best friend that really scarred you and it caused you a lot of shame. And I knew exactly what she was talking about. So I ended up telling her it. And as I was telling her this memory, the emotion that came up was just traumatizing. It was hard. I was about to cry. It was, a, it was a really tough memory for me. And she gave me really good advice. And she said, what I want you to do is take this memory and draw it out as a cartoon. And at the end of the cartoon, draw the outcome you would have liked to see. And that helped me so much. It helped me for so many reasons, forgive myself, but for also forgive the other, you know, six-year-old I was with who I now realize wasn't 
you know, emotionally mature enough or aware enough at six years old, and by the way, neither was I, to have the quote unquote correct response. So that, that really helped me and that left an indelible impression on me. So I'm, I'm going to continue with that as well is doing that idea of drawing a cartoon with the desired outcome. And that may help you too as well. So this idea of releasing suppressed emotions, I began doing this and so much came up for me. And guess where I felt it? I know you guys aren't going to be surprised in my gut or my stomach. As I was doing it, my stomach was going crazy. I understand that people, you know, your stomach growls, but my stomach was growling, screaming, and it wasn't stopping. You know, when your stomach growls, it'll growl for a little bit and then it'll stop. My stomach was nonstop growling and screaming and it hadn't been doing it before. I hadn't been doing it since actually, since the energy healing I had in January with Sharon Johnston in this energy healing, I had the same screaming growling reaction and it lasted for a really long time. And Sharon told me, this is what happens when you have a problem with your solar plexus. This is what I've seen with so many other clients. And it was just going crazy. It was like something churning in my stomach. I also felt it in my chest area. And I realized I have to get these emotions out of my body. And like the podcaster, Kaylin said, it may take years, but this is something, it may take my whole life, but this is something that I really have to focus on to be healthy. I now see how much I was numbing down past experiences and small traumas, which led to these emotions. I've especially started to examine before the age of seven, because that's what psychologists recommend. Before the age of seven is where things really sink in. And that's been hard for me too. I've had to put myself back in some of those situations as a defenseless child where I now know that I haven't been healed. I now know that these were some traumas and I have one trauma that I've been trying to examine that I don't even know if it's happened. I know something very odd happened. I know something very strange happened and something unhealthy happened, but how far did this trauma go? Did it go to abuse? You know, I know there was definitely, there was inappropriate behavior. Let's put it that way. And I don't know if, cause I can't remember if it led to physical inappropriate behavior or some type of abuse. And that's something that I think it's going to take me a while to figure out. I may need a hypnotherapist. I, I don't know, or put myself in a hypnotic state, but I have to put myself back in those situations because those type of traumas are just sitting here in my fascia. They're sitting in my body and they're making my body inflamed. And I recognize that now, of course, of, of course, eating tons of sugar, you know, of course, eating an unhealthy diet will make your body inflamed, but I've cleaned it up so much and I'm still experiencing so much inflammation that the emotional I now realize needs to be addressed. Okay. But you know me that this, 
this isn't the end of it, right? There's a lot more. Because I think suppressing emotions and releasing them isn't something that's new to you. But there may be more to explore in me and in you where I'm about to take it a step further. Of course, I always take it a step further, right? Back to the documentary Heal, Rob Wergen, who's a famous energy healer, he just did a virtual course for Omega, which I kind of wish I would have taken. And a lot of the people, a lot of the experts in this documentary are from Omega. So there's a plug for Omega this year. Anyway, Rob Wergen is in a room with an audience that he's about to do energy healings on. When they pan through the audience, these people don't look sick at all. I mean, they look pretty healthy. They're all thin. They all have good color to their skin. They're dressed nicely. Their makeup's nice. No one looks, quote unquote, sick to me. There's even a 16-year-old girl, I be, I'm guessing she's 16 years old, and she is complaining of chronic pain. Every single person in this room has either cancer, a condition, or a syndrome that's linked to inflammation in the body. And guess what? Everyone also has suppressed emotions. These people, many of them, have been sick for so long that it's their identity. There's a famous actress, she played Meadow Soprano on The Sopranos. Her name is Jamie Lynn Sigler. And she's crying because she's saying she doesn't know how not to be sick. She's literally scared to be well. And this is a sentiment of many of the participants. And these participants have everything from cancer to MS to Hashimoto's to fibromyalgia. Rob Wergen says that what Jamie Lynn Sigler is saying, that she's, she doesn't know how not to be sick, she's scared to be well, Rob says that that's one of the most common suppressed emotions in people who are sick. Wow. It sounds crazy, willing yourself to be sick. Now, you're not doing this on a conscious level. You're doing this on a subconscious level. We're subconsciously causing inflammation in the body. And when I started to react to water, in fact, as I'm speaking now, my eyes are watering. I'm not drinking anything. I'm not eating anything. And my eyes are watering. I know something else is going on. There, at this point, guys, let's be honest. There's not much more I can eat, right? <laughs> There's not much more I can take out of my diet. You know, if I'm reacting to everything, I, I am seriously going to be grazing with the cows at this point. That's, that's what I'm going to be doing, face to the earth, just eating grass off my ground. Because at this point, I can't eliminate anymore. So I have to ask myself the question. I have to face the reality and ask myself, am I subconsciously willing myself to be sick? My answer, in a way, yeah, I think so. I really do. My ego has always identified as the sensitive person, sensitive to food, sensitive to smell, sensitive to salt, sugar, sensitive to seasonal allergies. This is my egoic identity, and I have fully embraced it. 
right? I've embraced that I am the sensitive person. If you ask my family, they would probably roll their eyes and say, man, what diet are you on today? Are you vegan? Are you anti-inflammatory? Are you gluten-free? Are you this? Are you that? You know, it got, it's getting to the point where I'll be honest with you. I don't even want to go to certain outings to eat. I, I don't even, as much as I love my friends and as much as I love my family, I don't even want to see them when it centers around food. And it always centers around food. You know, you're always going for a lunch or a dinner or a brunch or an event. And it's getting to that point where I can't even enjoy that. I, I'm really at that point. And I think as crazy as it sounds on a subconscious level, I'm scared not to be sensitive. And there's a fear of being well. There's a fear of eating whatever I want, when I want. You know, I look at my husband and we live in the same house, right? We live in the same house with the same environmental toxins, with the same wood burning 24 seven. He doesn't have any problems. He doesn't. And I'm the one with all the issues. So why is it he's fine walking around, you know, working his butt off and I'm not, it's, it's really, it's really something to think about. And I've checked off most of the nine items on the list, right? Like you hear me on this podcast going, okay, I've done the diet. I've completely overhauled what I eat. I've taken control of my health. I, I have spent so much money on herbs and supplements. And yes, these have helped. I, I have seen a huge change, but I'm still inflamed. I'm still reacting. So now what needs to change is my mindset. That's the only thing left. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing left. I, I'm glad I'm laughing about it because I, I was not happy about it this weekend. But that is the last frontier is the mind, my mind. So what am I going to do about it? In Heal, a woman with stage four cancer who is beyond healthy. This woman has a plant-based diet. She does yoga. She, she lives the lifestyle. Her friends are absolutely shocked she has stage four cancer. They're shocked. And they say to her, if you can have cancer, what about us? Anyone can have cancer. She decides to undergo chemotherapy, which I know is shocking. But her brother makes a good point. She was going to do juicing instead. And the brother says, well, you've been juicing your whole life. So that hasn't helped. You need to do something more extreme. So she undergoes chemotherapy, but she enlists a psychologist who helps her believe the chemo is actually a positive medicine instead of poison. Her every belief surrounding the chemo is positive and she heals herself from cancer. She is still alive and cancer free according to the internet. You know, God knows about the internet, but according to the internet, she's still doing well. This documentary came out in 2017. It's now 2021. So now I think about myself and whatever herb or medicine I take, I'm taking, I decide to take, 
I need to think of it positively. You know, I am the person, and I'm sure you're not shocked to hear this, that obsessively researches every herb, every medicine that has gone in my body. And I haven't taken a lot of medicine, but I have researched beyond researched obsessively. But yet when I take the herb, I have one herb in my cabinet that I feel really positive about. I really do. I have one where I say, man, I know this is going to work. I feel really good about it. The other four, not so much. The other four, I'm like, okay, this has really gotten me to a really good point, but not quite to the point I want to get. Well, that's kind of a sucky attitude before you take an herb or before you take a medicine. So I've decided that whatever I decide to take, I'm going to put a new energy behind it. And I'm going to think of it positively and I'm going to express gratitude. And that's going to come a little later. Number two, also in heal, a scientist says people with disease use the visualization of piranhas eating away the disease in the body. I think visualization, everyone knows about it, but what I've done with visualization in the past, that is a really hard word for me to say. (laughs) What I've done with visualizing in the past is I do it once a day. I'm good. I'm fine. I do it for a couple weeks and then we're done. But in the documentary, they talk about how you have to repeat it. You know, you have to repeat it many times a day, many times a day, and you have to keep at it and you have to keep at it and you have to keep at it. And that's what I've decided to do. I am using a visualization of a healing pink Pepto-Bismol substance that comes from the crown of my head and coats my sinuses, lymphatic system, and stomach area. So it's this thick pink substance. I also visualize a white toothbrush-like sudsy cleaning of my intestinal wall. And I'm doing this several times a day. It's a quick visualization, maybe 30 seconds, if that. And have you noticed the colors I'm using? I'm using healing colors, right? White and pink. And I can make the case for blue and green and yellow, whatever resonates with you as a healing color. But those are my healing colors. And I'm going to continue to visualize this. Number three, I will have gratitude and say I am healed instead of I'm going to be healed. I will be healed. I am healed. I am healed. I'm saying it right now. I'm thinking it. I'm closing my eyes. I am healed. It has a lot more power. Number four, I will not obsess over food. Although it's great, I cleaned up my diet. I'm so proud of myself and I take herbs because these are the mandatory elements, right? I read to you the nine elements. These are mandatory. I really don't think I can heal my inflammation eating McDonald's and having milkshakes and eating sugary cookies. I wish I could, but I can't. So I had to address diet and I had to address a new way of eating and I had to take these herbs. I had to do all of it and I'm, I'm happy because I've tackled the physical, but now I need to tackle the emotional, right? And I need to remove the egoic identity of being sensitive. That Jennifer who's sensitive to everything, 
what happens if I remove that and I say, I'm healed. You know, I can eat anything I want whenever I want. Whatever my husband's eating, I can eat it. It's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new mindset. I will focus and I am focusing on the fact that I'm healed. I feng shuied my entire house and in my living room, this is the healing center. And I have this little silver box that I put in any of my, I guess you could say, desires or manifestations. And I'm going to take it all out today and I'm going to put in, I am healed. Number five, I'll keep addressing my suppressed emotions. I will keep releasing suppressed emotions. I will keep doing the work because I know that's a big part of this healing process. So I made myself a list, right? I made myself a list of five things I need to do. And by the way, you can tell that these can be combined as well, but it's a doable list. You know, I've tackled the physical. I feel like I've really done as an American or someone living in the West, one of the hardest things you ever have to do. And that's tackling your diet when everyone around you is eating whatever they want, drinking whatever they want. And good for them. I'm, I'm not saying that as a negative thing. Good for them. I've tackled that physical aspect or I am tackling it and I'm proud of myself. I guess that's egoic to say that, but I'm happy I address that. I feel intuitively now it's time to address the mental and especially the emotional. And of course, you will be the first to know how this all goes down. Is it successful? Is it not successful? I'm an experiment here. Use me as your guinea pig, right? So I guess what I'm saying is I'm doing an emotional spring cleaning. And it's so in line with the next few episodes we're going to have. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have the major Ayurveda episode with Saskia, with the conversation we're going to have, the whole nine yards. So until next time, if it resonates with you, do an emotional spring cleaning. And what are you going to do? Live your life two inches off the ground. Mm-hmm.